When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Will Ben Roethlisberger take a page from Philip Rivers and Drew Brees? The should he stay or should he go debate is just getting started for the Steelers. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The playoffs are making the choice in Pittsburgh even more clear. It's a young quarterback's game these days. Yeah, sure, 43-year-old Tom Brady is still alive with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but that's going to end on a snowy, sub-freezing field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, this Sunday. You heard it here first. More relevant to the Steelers and their will-he-or-won't-he-retire veteran quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is what's transpiring off the field. Wednesday saw a major changing of the guard. No, I'm not talking about the U.S. presidency. This is a no-politics zone, after all. I'm speaking of the retirement of Roethlisberger's draftmate, Philip Rivers. Rivers is heeding old man River in joining fellow 2004 draftee Eli Manning in the post-football world, where the water is just fine. Hey. And Rivers looked a heck of a lot better than Ben Roethlisberger going down the stretch this season. Next, we'll witness the departure of Drew Brees, whose impending retirement is the NFL's worst-kept secret. The 42-year-old hung on in New Orleans for one last season in hopes of ending his career under the ticker tape of a winning Super Bowl bid. It was not to be. Instead, Brees suffered an interception fest on Bourbon Street, and the Saints' hopes of adding another trophy were torpedoed by those bucks from Tampa Bay. The fact that Brees only got one Lombardi and Rivers never so much as touched one is a testament to how tough it is, even for great quarterbacks. Ben holds two Lombardis, and he played in a third Super Bowl. He will not see one again. He and we must give up on such false hopes. One season remains on Ben's $43 million Steelers contract. Reports are he is leaning toward coming back one more time. This is a mistake for both Ben and the Steelers. It would only delay the inevitable. Rebuilding those Pittsburgh Steelers around a new young quarterback. It would only cause the football franchise in Pittsburgh to slip further behind the top echelon of the NFL. The only question in Pittsburgh should be who the Steelers' next franchise quarterback will be. Debate around this all-important question is already heating up. Among the most provocative of those questions is, Deshaun Watson, anyone? There is seemingly crazy talk in the 412 area code of trading up to four first-round picks 
from the Steelers to the Houston Texans for Watson's considerable services. And that's just for openers. Steelers fans, Steelers analysts, and Steelers critics alike are having a field day coming up with a plethora of solutions to the Steelers' multi-layered problems. We take a look at both the best and the most outlandish ideas for your 2021 team in this edition of the Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and make sure you check out my print column first thing Thursday morning on Live for some great memes and tweets that really hit the target when it comes to the state of flux of these Steelers. It's some great stuff and only in the print column on Thursdays. Now, let's get right to it as to how far your favorite team has fallen. This after a mirage of an 11-0 start for the Steelers. And we need to look no further than the NFL playoffs to see the great divide. In the Steelers' division, it's now apparent the Browns' Baker Mayfield is a legitimate playoff quarterback. It pains me to say it, but those Browns who bested the Steelers should have upset the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Mayfield played admirably. He's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson down in Baltimore. Jackson is great in the regular season. He's an awesome runner, although this will diminish as the hits and now the concussions pile up. But I do not believe Lamar Jackson will take the Ravens to the promised land of a Super Bowl. A playoff caliber opponent simply will shut down the run and corral Jackson from sideline to sideline. Then it's up to Lamar to throw to win, and that's precisely when the problems mount for those low-flying Ravens. Their ground game is great, but they just can't take wing and master the air attack. In Cincinnati, we were deprived of a full season from Joe Burrow due to that horrific knee injury sustained by the number one overall draft pick in 2020. But what we did see of that LSU champion looked pretty damn good. Well, pretty bad if you happen to reside in Pittsburgh. For our Steelers, we will face problems just competing in that division, which is now rich with arm talent, save for the rust in the Steel City. Right now, the Steelers are at the bottom of their division in terms of quarterback talent. And that's going to have to change and change quickly. Beyond the division, the divide between Pittsburgh and the NFL's top echelon only grows wider. You have perhaps the NFL's most multifaceted throwing and running threat up there in Buffalo in the form of Josh Allen. I believe he is the favorite to take his team to this year's Big Bowl. And of course, you still have Patrick Mahomes although the concussion he sustained against the Browns is really worrisome. A lot of his game is the running, the shifting, the elusiveness, and taking some big hits. That is just not sustainable in the NFL. We've seen it too many times with so many other quarterbacks taking those kind of hits. In such situations, Jerry Glanville was absolutely correct. The NFL stands for not for long. So what would be the pie-in-the-sky scenario for the Steelers' solution at quarterback? 
Well, that's where all the Deshaun Watson talk enters the picture. Here's a series of provocative proposals to get his arm talent into the 412 area code. Yeah, it's a little out there, but not too far out there because when it comes to landing a franchise quarterback, you do anything you have to. It's just so important in the NFL. And radio talker Andrew Filipponi puts a lofty price tag on just how important it is in this series of eye-opening tweets. Quote, Can someone explain to me why it's a bad idea to pitch a Steelers Deshaun Watson trade? The Steelers would never do it. Based on what? A 25-year-old franchise QB has never been made available before. There is no precedent. Watson has a low hap hit in 2021, so money is not the issue, unquote. But, we ask, what would be the price Pittsburgh would have to pay to obtain Deshaun's considerable services? Filipponi answers that no sum in the form of draft picks is too high. He tweets this, If the Texans wanted the Steelers' first-round picks for the next five years, they could have them for Deshaun Watson. He's a Hall of Fame caliber QB, elite. Five picks that will probably be in the back half of the first round. You go to the ends of the earth to acquire a franchise QB, unquote. Hey, and why not? Here's what Filipponi says of those five picks. Quote, the last five players picked with the Steelers' first round picks. Terrell Edmonds, Artie Burns, T.J. Watt, Noah Fant, Austin Jackson, offensive tackle. I would trade a package like that for Deshaun Watson in a New York minute, unquote. So if that is the price for the next great quarterback in the Berg, is it too high? Well, maybe not when you look at all the things future Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger can no longer do. We saw by the middle of last season the Steelers' offense had become one-dimensional. It's no small major because Big Ben's play and skill set has grown so small with time, age, and the physical toll of 17 NFL seasons. Here is radio talker Colin Dunlap on the diminishment of Ben Roethlisberger. Quote, Imagine if the Steelers had a QB who would go under center so as to run some play-action stuff, had a QB who can boot out and throw on the run, and or had a QB who could throw an effective deep ball, unquote. Dunlap is prescribing some short-term pain for Pittsburgh for the long-term solution at QB. He tweets this, quote, It's so ironic. It took a 6-10 record to get Ben Roethlisberger Yet many people in this town don't want to take the risk of cutting Ben because the team might go 6-10 and 10 again. Sports are cyclical. Some Steelers fans just can't understand it. Unquote. So the bottom line for Dunlap, it is time for the Steelers to bid adieu to Big Ben and begin again at QB. He tweets this almost cold-heartedly, but here it is from Colin Dunlap, quote, Ben Roethlisberger has to retire or you have to cut him. I've looked at this from every angle. 
bringing him back at full pay would be simply derelict of duty on the Steelers' management part. Also, an extension just slows the inevitable. Get the future started now, unquote. Well, speaking of the future, there is still Mason Rudolph at quarterback for the interim. How bad would that be? Hey, here's a take for Trib Live on why Rudolph just may have redeemed himself in 2020. Quote, the performance of Mason Rudolph in 2020 provided the organization a level of comfort and confidence that deserves to be part of its quarterback depth chart. To what degree remains to be seen, particularly with unanswered questions about the status of Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers' plan for a path to competitiveness in the post-Big Ben era. Certainly, though, Rudolph earned the right to be no worse than the Steelers' number two QB heading in the next season. Quote, I thought he displayed that he took a step in growth and development in his performance, even though it was a small sample size. I would imagine that he is going to continue with that growth and development. Rudolph's audition came during the regular season finale, Jan 3rd, at Cleveland. His raw numbers were encouraging. 315 passing yards, 8.1 yards per attempt, two touchdowns. But his play during the higher-stakes situations of possession downs and in the second half, while the Steelers were behind, provided the best view of Rudolph. On snaps of 3rd and 4th and 10 or longer against the Browns, Rudolph was 8 for 10 for 140 yards and 2 touchdowns. And Rudolph had a 97.7 rating and a 9 yard per attempt in the second half, including 7 of 14 for 125 yards and 2 touchdowns in the 4th quarter. It was enough for even the 38-year-old Ben Roethlisberger to proclaim Rudolph a future NFL starter perhaps even in Pittsburgh. The quote from Roethlisberger, I felt that way even before that game. It didn't take him going out there and playing well for me to feel that way. He just is showing the rest of the world what we have already seen here, unquote. That's from Ben, and that passage is from Trib Live. So here we are, Steelers fans. The state of the QB in Pittsburgh is in flux, but one thing is for sure. All you disgruntled fans and prime defenses won't have Duck Hodges to kick around anymore. Devlin, that champion duck caller, has made his last call behind center for the Steelers. Hey, it was fun while it lasted, and as Duck takes swing from Pittsburgh, it is on a positive note. He tweeted this, Pittsburgh! Thankful for the opportunity and the ability to live out my dream. Nothing but love. Quack, quack. And so it goes as we begin the 2021 Steelers offseason. The destination is still unknown. But wherever it goes, we will cover it right here on your Steelers Update Podcast. Out every Wednesday afternoon, wherever you download your favorite podcast. Sign up so you get them automatically. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.